I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. defeat under Jacko as Wickham complete the double over the addicts not the start we wanted to 2022 welcome to Charlton Live Hello, welcome everybody to Charlton Live. Happy New Year as well. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendez on our this week's show, our first show uh, of the new year after our Christmas break. We'll be looking back at the 1-0 defeat at home against Wickham Wanderers on New Year's Day. Joining me uh, to do just that, first up, Mr. Benji Cloak. How do you Ben? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. Yeah, all good out here. Thank you. Excellent stuff. And also joining us uh, is Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Do they have New Year in Wales? As far as I know, they do. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, one and all. So thanks for joining us uh, on this week's show. We will, of course, then be looking back at yesterday's uh, disappointing, frustrating defeat against uh, Wickham Wanderers. Um, You can imagine it's going to be a very slow, time-wasting pod based on yesterday's game. Uh, It's going to take forever to say this sentence. Yep, because that's how Wickham play football. Um, We're going to hear the highlights of the game. Uh, We're also going to hear, of course, from uh, Johnny Jackson, the uh, permanent boss, 
uh, at the value. We've got your thoughts as well. We've got tweets and emails, and Benji delved into the fans bar uh, for us after the game yesterday. So we'll hear that uh, as well. So before we hear the highlights, then uh, Tom, the first the first game, twenty twenty two. Um, similar in a way, I guess, to the last game of, of, of 2021, you know, 1-0 defeat, uh, this time at home to Wickham. It w- wasn't a great deal in the game. You know, it showed a bit of fight in the second half, hit the post, had a couple of other chances, but it wasn't to be. What, what did you make of it overall? Yeah, as you said in your intro, not the start to the year we would have wanted. Um, and obviously it's been a difficult time over Christmas with games getting postponed and stuff. But I, I go against a lot of people's opinion and thought we played okay um I just thought in that final third we were it was just so obvious we were lacking Jaden Stockley and unfortunately when midfielders when the likes of Gilby and Lee were getting the ball on the edge of the box they were just being closed down very quickly by Wickham players and and not able to get a shot away um I thought that as you said there wasn't a lot in it uh and when Wickham got that goal which was really their only attack of the first half uh, they then knew how to, to see the game out. They managed it well. You can say they managed it well. You can say they time-wasted. You, you can put any sort of spin on it. But there was a huge amount of time-wasting. But they also defended their box very well, uh, limited our threat out wide, seemed to give Jason Pierce acres of space to come forward, which is obviously not something he's very comfortable with. Uh, so I just thought tactically, once they were ahead, they managed it better than us. Um, I'm not panicking. I didn't, As I say, I didn't think we played that badly. Uh, we need Stockley back and we need a striker in January, but I think we knew that anyway. Uh, so, yeah, disappointing start, but definitely not panic stations. Mm. Okay, when, when we beat Cambridge at the Valley a couple of weeks ago, Ben, we were all sort of laughing about that that point where Akin Fainway went down and Jason Pierce ran over and told him to pretend to have cramp and, you know, time-wasting, basically, the sort of stuff that we would also do if we were winning. But So, I guess uh, Wickham had it mastered. It was an art form, but I guess you can't really complain too much because we know that if the the tables were turned, it would have been us doing it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those things in football that it just happens. Um, I mean, going back to a couple of seasons ago when the club tweeted that George Lapsy had done a little bit of time wasting and then Sheffield Wednesday went down the other end and scored. It just happens. I didn't expect it from Wickham because... They're a team that have just come down from the championship. Good team, um, good manager, uh, on paper, probably better than us. Uh, so you expect them to be keep pushing forward to get another goal. Like, we've we've been doing that in recent weeks. We haven't been trying to time waste. We've actually, in our last couple of home games, got that second goal and felt the security from that. Uh, I, I, you expect that from, like, a northern team down the bottom of the league that, all right, they're happy over 1-0 and they're just going to keep winding you up and frustrating you. So it was quite a surprise that Wickham did it for about the last half an hour of the game. But as you say, look, it's one of those things. I think we rose to them doing that. We got wound up by that, unfortunately. Um, and it kept disrupting our play as well, especially when they kept going down with injuries and stuff like that. But as Tom said, unfortunately, we... They, well, they managed the game very well. We just couldn't break them down. And you're looking at the bench and I couldn't see anyone that I thought, oh, bring them on. They're really going to help us. I mean, the likes of Albie Morgan, Ben Watson, not in great confidence. Are they going to come on and change the game? Pap Suare? No. So that was one major thing lacking. Of course, without Stockley playing, who obviously is a main threat for us up front, you look at the bench, maybe if we would have had the likes of Davison Oh, and he could have changed it a bit. But of course, at the moment, he's not in the greatest of confidence. So 
Oh, yeah, we desperately need to have more options up front to change it. But also, it was just one of those frustrating days where a well-organised side got their goal, maybe against a run of play because they didn't have many chances up to that. And just, unfortunately, just managed the game well, managed the minutes well, and we couldn't break them down. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen then to the highlights of yesterday's game over on Charlton TV. Your commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry well, Smith. Going towards folks who gets his head there. Claire felt that he might have been fouled. And then Famo trying to shield Hanlon out. And that's a great recovery from McGilvray. Famo was just trying to, I don't know, block off Hanlon to allow McGilvery to come out. And I don't think the communication was quite on point. But McGilvery managed to rescue oh, the situation. Goes down the line to McCleary. Takes it past Dobson inside the parents here. McCleary across goal and there's Vokes to give Wickham the lead. McCleary, who's had a quiet game so far, given the space and shows a bit of class to take it past Dobson and pick out Sam Vokes to give Wickham the lead after 35 minutes. Yeah, just uh, as you say, McGill McCleary one one real chance to create something. Dobson couldn't get there. Skip past Dobson. It's attempted challenge. And then Somebody of Vokes' calibre always going to be on hand to, to bury that chance. Lee, free for company, goes inside to Dobson, onto his left foot. Dobson back to Lee. Lee with the space oh. for the shot. It's saved by Stockdale and cleared away I'm by a beater. For a shot, looks for the 1 2 Washington. It's cleared away. And there is the half time whistle. After 45 minutes, it's Charlton Neal, Wickham 1. Yes. Trying to get across Hanlon, and Hanlon's out-muscled him. Hanlon inside the penalty area, goes to goal, and it's straight out. McGilvery, and that's a decent chance. I think Pierce just fluffed his clearance. Dobson, Lee competes for the ball, but McCleary brings it away, and past Dobson as well, and goes for goal, and didn't connect with it well, but the accuracy wasn't too far off, and I think he took a deflection, he must, he in fact. must have taken a deflection. It's a corner for Wickham. Held up by Grimmer, goes back. To Perrington, first time, looks for the runner Gilby, that's a lovely pass. Gilby tries to head behind him, but he'll get it back, Alex Gilby. Two in the penalty area, Gilby across towards Lico, oh. and it's off the post. He's Wickham printed away. Towards the edge of the penalty area, inside the penalty, out left to Lico. Lico taking on McCarthy. Lico still with it. We'll go for goal, Stockdale dives down to his right. On the outside, just holds it up. Thought about a cross, a little touch into Dobson. Lico goes for the return, drag back to Lee. Can he find it? Get a shot away. Still in the penalty area, blocked away by Grimmer at the last minute. And Charlton, another chance. Missed. Oh, looking for Lee, but uh, he just beaten to it by Jacobson, who brings the ball away. Down the Wickham left hand side. Tries to switch it across to Vokes, does. Vokes into the path of McCleary. He's got the shot on, straight at McGilvery. And he'll feel he should have done better with that. Perrington to his outside. Perrington with McCarthy in front. Ball into Lico. Lico touches it into Washington. He's got the shot away, just right of the post for a goal kick. That's a lovely run again. Joel again, another great opportunity. It's going to be the last... last chance of the match without shadow of a doubt. But can Charlton get something from this? They've not been... At the best today, the Addicts. This is a good chance now. Got to be deep, you think, and away from the up. keeper. As Lee sends the ball in towards the box. Innes is there with a header. Goes across and cleared away by Scowan. And that is the final act of the game. And Wickham have won this 1-0. Charlton, and all their attempts to get back into it in the second half, couldn't manage it. There we go, the highlights from uh, the defeat 
against Wickham. Um, I mean, the, the talk of the town when, when we arrived at the Valley, Tom, was the fact that Jaden Stockley is not playing. And the second you hear that, and you know that that Stockley-Washington partnership is going to be broken up, then immediately you're thinking, right, we're in trouble here. I mean, we, we've they've built up such a good sort of little 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 duo between them that as soon as one of them's out, and we saw it at Plymouth when when it was Washington who was out, and it was Stockley alongside Leco, uh, and obviously we've seen it before when Stockley was suspended for a few games, then then we are always going to struggle, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah, and I think that probably stretches to the wider team as well. We spoke, can't remember when it would have been, probably around the Cambridge or the Plymouth game, and we were saying, what happens when one of that first 11 drops out? Because Jacko hasn't really chopped and changed it. And I think Benji alluded to it then as well. You look at that bench, people like Watson or Albie Morgan, for example, or even Josh Davison was getting a run out under Adkins in, when he was chopping and changing. And that was maybe part of the problem. And I think now we've got a first eleven that can, can probably compete with anyone in this division. They've proven they can against the likes of Sunderland, for example, already. Um, but unfortunately, when one of those comes out, the whole the whole system seems a bit fragile at the moment. And we haven't really got that squad depth, unfortunately. And, and you're right, that's, that's, for me, where the problems were yesterday. As I say, I thought I saw some people criticising Elliot Lee. I thought he didn't have a bad game thought Gilby was fine, although he looked tired towards the end. So I don't know if he was one of those who'd been affected by COVID. But midfield seemed OK. Um, I thought the wingers were, were largely just nullified by Wickham, which was frustrating. Um, but it was up front that the issue, you know, Davison had a, had a very poor game. Uh, Washington, as you say, missed Stockley. I thought when Lecco came on, he sort of tried to make things happen. But by that point, they were 1-0 up. They were defending deep. They were defending narrow. And it was just hard to break them down, really. And I remember when we signed Stockley permanently in the summer, I was a little bit concerned about him playing and how we would play. And I think that concern was proved under Adkins, but certainly under Jacko, he's been flourishing and his goal run over the past few months has been has been very, very impressive. And I think in that too, him and Connor Washington work well. So yeah, it's important we get somebody else in and hopefully, I think you'd put it down as a niggle, didn't you, in your tweet? So hopefully it's nothing too serious. Maybe we can rest him against Norwich depending on how much Jacko wants to prioritise the cup. But certainly for the next game, the crew and the Cheltenham games, we're going to need him back uh, alongside Connor. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, we'll hear from Jacko on the extent of Jaden's injury, but it doesn't sound too bad from what he was saying. I mean, the, the, the performance itself overall, it, it was a nothing game, Ben. There was, uh, I was just looking at my notes from yesterday's game, there was one sort of one where I think, McGivray had come off the line to smother Hanlon before when he looked to burst into the area. Gilby nearly played the ball through to Washington. They were the, my main notes before the goal actually went in. It really came from nothing. But, I mean, we were talking off air about Gareth McCleary. We haven't learned our lesson singing you're just a, a rubbish Ivan Tony to him because every time he's played against us so far this season, he's been pivotal. We got two goals in the game at Adams Park. Um, and, and he sort of rinsed through us, uh, beat George Dobson in the air and, and pl- played the perfect ball for... Sam Vos to, to open the scoring, which was really out of completely nothing. Yeah, I guess it just showed the difference between the two sides. They've got a well-experienced striker up front who is only needs one chance, great cross into the box, low, hard, and he smashed it into the net and he couldn't miss really from the position he, to, he took it from. Um, and obviously that's what we missed yesterday. We missed our main man in the box to put chances away and you only need one chance like that for a striker like that and yeah after the game I spoke to a load of fans in the bar and everyone said the same really except for a few that do you know what we didn't play that bad Um, they weren't better than us they just took their chance and then 
sat back and they were very good on the break. I think they really took advantage of us on the break and got a few corners from that and then obviously set us back a little bit. But I thought we broke through the midfield well. I thought we had some really good passages of play. Gilby, Lee running that midfield. Gilby was, I thought Gilby was really good. Some of the balls he was putting across. Um, obviously, we had a, our best chance of the game was down the left-hand side. We've got our cross in and Leko hit the post. That looked like he was going in from where I was. And other than that, I, Stockdale didn't have a save to make, unfortunately. Um, as much as Lee and Gilby were trying to do things, I think Jarasimi was very isolated, whether that's because their left-back was very good or he didn't really have any overlap to help him. Uh, I think Stockley just doesn't um, do a lot. Well, he doesn't just do the, oh, give it to me and I'll head it and score. He also just runs. He draws defenders away. So that all gives other players an opportunity to chip in. Whereas I think... Yesterday, if you're the likes of Parrington, Jayasimi, trying to get those crosses in, and you've got Washington marked by a couple of men and Davison dropping deep and stuff like that, it just there wasn't enough players to kind of draw space away. And as we said, they're an organised side. They marked us well. They sat deep. But as Tom said at the top of the show, it's nothing to be majorly um, in a panic about because we did have, well, we had 62% possession. We just unfortunately couldn't break them down um whether that means trying to look for a creative midfielder in in january now or look kilby and lee have been doing well there but it's just that reinforcements from the bench how can we mix it up and threaten the team when we're not when it's not going our way and i'm sure jacko and sagar will now look into that because alarm bells were ringing there yesterday when we've had it before in against plymouth where washington's not fit and we're, we're really missing him in that game. And then today, uh, yesterday, sorry, Stockley's not fit. And then we're really missing him. So we just need that depth. And unfortunately, Davis's confidence down, whether his ability is up to it yet, I think maybe he needs another loan to see if he can prove that. Um, but we definitely need a bit of depth up there just to give us that extra um, dynamic to our game to try and change it up when it's not going our way. Mm, yeah, I mean, Davison was obviously a name that was mentioned a lot in uh, in social media after yesterday's game, Tom, because he was the one who came in to replace Jaden Stockley. It's, it's tough for him because he did have a, a bit of a run earlier on in the season when we were struggling and he came in and he did well. We can't forget that. It's not like he's been consistently poor this season, but now he's in and out of the team again, more out than in. And when he did come in yesterday, it was very similar to his performance against AFC Wimbledon in the League Cup at the start of the season. It was anonymous and then he got hooked at half-time. Yeah, I think he, he started anonymous and then when he did become, I don't know, anonymous, became visible, he was uh, he was making mistakes uh, and his touch was poor and he's not playing a lot of football, is he? I think that's kind of what you're, you're saying as well there, or certainly not recently. So I, I would say based on what we've seen from him uh, over this season as a whole, Benji's right, I think he needs to maybe drop down a level for a loan spell. I think possibly the same for Albie Morgan if we can find somewhere for him, although... I really expected big things from him this year, but it hasn't quite hit there either. Uh, and as we've said, uh, you know, for several weeks now, we, we need a striker, definitely. Uh, and I, I agree with what Ben just said then as well. I think maybe somebody who can come in and, and give some support to, to Lee and Gilby when they need to be broken up or rested or whatever. So, yeah, it, it's it's harsh. Uh, I don't know if it is harsh on Davison because obviously he's, you know, he has had those spells down a league or two below and he you know, he has had good spells when he's been out on loan. I just 
don't think he's quite at League One level yet. So I think when you talk about is it performance or is it confidence, I think it's it's probably a bit of both. Uh, he's certainly not shown me enough to know that he can certainly can't be leading a League One line uh, at this stage of his career yet. And yeah, with obviously Ronnie Schwartz wasn't you know tearing up trees, but when he goes as well, uh, and you've only got really uh, Jaden and Connor up there. Um, Davison unfortunately has to be the next in line. I know we saw very briefly Mason Burstow and I know when he's been playing in the Cups he's looked good but again so young you just don't want to be putting that pressure on someone of that age either so striker has to be priority for me uh, and if we can get somebody in who can supplement those other two like the sort of Chucks as well can make an impact off the bench then I think we'll be in good shape going into the second half of the year. The um the, the performance in the second half, Ben, was a bit better. Obviously, we brought Jonathan Leco on, or Leco. I, I thought he made a difference, hit the post. Um, we we had that chance right at the end as well. It's quite uh, quite funny to see Ryan Innes go up top. It's, it's not something unheard of. We used to try it with Naby. Uh, I think we used to do it with Andre BK a few times as well. Stick the big man up top and just see if he can win some flick-ons. And he came close to salvaging something at the end. And I do feel like if we'd got away with a point there, I don't think it would have been too unjustified. Is that fair? Oh, I agree totally, mate. I think the the possession we had, I'd say the chances, obviously, as I said, Leco hitting the post was probably our best chance, but the domination we had in that second half, I think, yeah, we definitely deserved something from the game, whether we had a go at their keeper or not. But yeah, I thought with John Fortune, actually, in the Curbishley days, we used to chuck him up front. But yeah, no harm in that, especially boot balls to him, nod it on, Bursto running onto it, or Connor, although he was a bit tired. But um yeah, we've got to try it. That's that's the desperation levels when you haven't got many different players on the bench. You kind of think of something extremely different by shoving a centre back up front. So it just just shows that well, surely Sandgard will look at that and go, "Well, hang on, if we're chucking a centre back up front, it goes to show we haven't got enough players in there." And as Tom rightly said, whether you thought Ronnie Schwartz was the answer or not, he was a player in that position which we haven't replaced. And to be fair, I don't think we, we didn't replace Chucks either. So we are very short on that level. Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear from uh, the manager then, Johnny Jackson, came in to uh, speak to us after the game against Wickham. And this is what he made of the performance. Uh, disappointing to lose. Didn't think there was a lot in the game at all, to be honest. Um, I thought in the second half, we was probably the team in the ascendancy, but they've got a lead to cling to. So that makes it, you know, makes it difficult, uh, difficult team to break down. But, yeah, I thought we majority of the match we, we we stood up to their threats, which they've got a lot of. Uh, just come unstuck in that that little moment just there before half time. Uh, a little bit of quality from McCleary, you know, made made makes a difference, and they get a goal when there's nothing in the game, so it gives them something to defend, and uh, and they done it well to be fair to them after that. It's always difficult, as you say, when when a team like Wickham has got a lead to defend, they'll bring out every trick in the book, but it's about trying to try and find a way to to beat it still. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're they're clever at defending the lead. They do it well. You know, they you know use their experience. They've been a group that's been together for a long time now. So, um, yeah, they they know how to defend leads. You have to find ways to break it down. And um, we obviously we you know, we didn't find one. We didn't do enough in those those moments that we did create. You know, obviously hit the post, one off the line. But I thought we had a lot of situations that we created. Um, Getting getting the people that we want on the ball in 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 high up positions or wide positions, and then it's about that individual quality, you know, of the cross or the shot or you know your runs, whatever whatever it may be in that final third. Where you, you know you want your 
you want to give your players license, your creative players license there to to sort of come alive and show a bit of magic to win us the game, which which we didn't manage to create. It was an improvement of sorts in the, in the second half. Of course, you made a change at half time, bringing on Jonathan Lecker. Do you think he made an impact on on that second half? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was bright when he came on. Um, yeah, yeah, I think certainly the performance in the second half was was better. I thought we was the stronger team. Um, probably a bit of a stalemate in the first half. They got the goal. I thought thought we was knocking on the door in the second half. I thought you know I thought we'd go and get one, but. Uh, Every time we sort of did build some momentum, they managed to, you know, put a stop to that. And but yeah, Liko was bright when he came on. Uh, we know what he can do. Obviously, it's a difficult one with him. He's only he's only trained once, and he's been out for for, for a while with with COVID. So, um, yeah, difficult difficult um, sort of situation to manage. You, you took Josh Davison off at half time. Was that was that part of your thoughts to try and give Jonathan forty five minutes? And, and and what you saw from Josh in the first half? Do you think you needed to make a change? Well, I made a change, didn't I? So obviously, I, I, you know, there's something there that, that I saw that, that that I wanted to do. Um, wasn't necessarily a pre-planned thing, but you have to be, you have to be able to adjust uh, to what to what you see on the pitch. And yeah, I thought I thought it was the right change to make at half time, and uh, definitely thought it, you know we, we we did improve in that second half. Um, but obviously, clearly didn't do enough to to get back in it. It was a tough afternoon for Josh. I mean, he had that really good spell in the team sort of earlier on, but he's been in and out again, and uh, I guess that sort of showed a little bit this afternoon. Yeah, it's difficult when you haven't been planned to, to come straight in, and obviously Jaden and Connor have formed a great partnership up there, and it's been a bit of a bedrock of, uh, you know, the success that, that we've had so far un, under my reign, and, and you know, it, it obviously upsets the team when when that partnership isn't there. You saw that at Plymouth last week, and uh, we've seen it a little bit again today. So we have to find ways of, of you know, tweaking that, changing that, and uh, players when they are called upon need to need to be ready to step up. So. Um, Otherwise, you know, I'm always sort of going to go back to to the tried and tested one if if, if no one's going to change my mind. So you mentioned Jaden. Obviously, can you give us any more on his injury? Like, how how long? Like, do you think he might be out? I uh, don't know. Time frame. Hopefully, not too long. Um, just uh, an issue with his hip that he's been struggling with all week. Tried to manage it, uh, hoping that he'd be available for the game, but sort of became apparent back end of the week that he that he wouldn't do. So we had to to go a different way with that. But yeah, we'll. We manage him carefully. Uh, important that we don't rush him back and he misses a big chunk. But, um, yeah, I haven't really got any more info on that at the minute. I see it's uh, two defeats in a row now. It's just a, a minor blip after a really, a really great start. But the, the, the gap to the playoffs has, has climbed quite remarkably quickly compared to when we were winning loads of games. It seemed to take forever to chip away at it. Is that a frustration of how, how easily those things can sort of eke e- away from you? It's just frustration that, that we've lost a game of football today. Uh, and that we lost one last week, and that my fo- so my focus turns to Tuesday night and, and the two cup games. But yeah, you know, focusing on that that, that next league one and, and trying to pick up three points. Um, I'm not. I don't look at stare at the league table and think about gaps and things like that. I think about the next game and uh, what we need to do to try and win it. And if we win enough, it'll take us where we want want to go. If we don't. Uh, we'll fall short, but you know it's sort of we're we're coming from a long way behind, aren't we? So it's always going to be a difficult task. Finally, you mentioned obviously Jonathan coming back from COVID. I guess it would have been really disrupted your your preparation for this game because you did have enough to get two games called off previously. So you would have had to wait for them to come back to the training ground. Yeah, yeah, it's been a uh, disruptive two weeks, but it's been like that for a lot of teams, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, the people that are out, you know, people that that are more ill with it than others and then you know longer t- um, protocols to return to training and, and play and stuff like that that you, that you have to be you have to follow and you know people's health that you that you're talking about at the end of the day so you have to yeah, manage it carefully it causes 
issues when you're trying to plan training or plan for matches. But it's it's the nature of the world at the minute, isn't it? Cheers. You've got Ryan Innes at the end now. Obviously, you're yeah. looking to get a bit more sort of height up there and physical presence in the closing stages. Yeah, yeah, basically. I knew there'd be a little bit of time added on. You know, it's not it's not my style and the, you know the way that my my team wants to play. But you know, at the end of a game, when when you are chasing, he can come on and be a threat there just with with his physical presence. And he and he was. And obviously, he's nearly he's nearly popped up right at the end uh, with an equaliser. So. Uh, that's something yeah, that, that, that I thought about in-game that, that we might utilise towards the end if we were still chasing. Is, would you say that the striking positions is an area you would look at in January when you look at the fact you brought on a centre-back for obvious reasons, as you say, but is that a position you would potentially look at, do you think, to try and strengthen? Yeah, well, I mean, we're looking across the whole the whole area of the team where we can where we can strengthen. You know, when I'm looking to make changes in-game, um, you know, you want, you want alternatives, don't you, that you think can come on and impact it and win the game and... The obvious one that you look for is goals, isn't it? So you're always going to look towards those top areas of the pitch that someone who can come on and impact it. So, um, and obviously, I think when you see when when Jaden or Connor are missing from the team, it change, it it changes us uh, quite dramatic dramatically at the minute. So um, you know, area that we need to look at and uh, and look for some viable alternatives, perhaps. Probably won't catch you before the game on Tuesday. So just want to ask you a little bit about that. How are you? How are you looking at that? Obviously, in previous. Ties the team's been pretty strong, hasn't it? In terms of what you field, how do you how do you kind of look at that one at the moment? Yeah, same. It's a game that I want to win. Obviously, it's an opportunity to to give people a game that that haven't been playing. But I've got I've got lots of those players um, that find themselves on the bench or or out the squad. So opportunity for those guys. I, I mean, I, I think I could make eleven changes still have a strong team. Um, not saying that's what I'm going to do, but you know, it's certainly be an opportunity for. Um, to the players that have been on the fringes of things to come in and, and have an impact, and but you know with a with a view to still having a strong team and wanting to win the game and progress. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ignore 
draws him momentarily, tries a difficult ball, finds Gilby, super work, Gilby turns inside, can he finish? Yes he can! Super goal from John, just when you thought that ball from Lee was too complicated, too difficult, he picks out Alex Gilby, with a superb, superbly well to hold his man off, and drills it to the right-hand side, his right-hand side gives Wharton no chance at all, and Charlton surely now put the game to bed. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. Our first Charlton Live show uh, of 2022. Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you had a good Christmas uh, as well. Um, just heard there before the break from the manager, Johnny Jackson, after the defeat against Wickham Wanderers. Uh, we're 14 points shy of the playoffs now, Tom. is it? That's over, isn't it? I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised. And I, I don't think really we... Well, certainly we shouldn't be expecting to make it. I think when Jacko came in, it was... Well, first, it was get away from those relegation places. We've done that. Then it was start to establish yourself as a mid-table side. And I think we almost bypassed that sort of stage. And then it was, can we push into that top half? And I think we probably will do that towards the back half of the season. But unfortunately, I think our poor start to the season has given us too much of a deficit to make up. Um, Obviously, if we get there, that would be nice. But same as last season, really. We kind of just let ourselves fall away. I know we weren't quite as bad at the start of that season. But then... Adkins came in, turned things around and really pushed on and we just missed out. I think this season, the way it's going, I'd be surprised if we were as close as that. But yeah, you don't want to say it as a fan, do you? Because, you know, seasons come and go, but you almost have to almost write this season off. Um, And I was saying to somebody earlier, if we can maintain this crop of players, um, add a few more through January and through the summer, but keep that collective and, and kind of the core of the side together... I think you probably back us as one of the favourites next season, hopefully, all being well. But that's a long way off. There is still a lot of football to be played. And never say never. You know, we could go on a good winning run and a couple of teams could slip up. So, yeah, I'm certainly not expecting it. It would be great if we get there. But, um, yeah, I I think I'd be surprised if we make it. Yeah, massive arse now. And it's just a frustration that... It took us, what, eight, eight, nine games of actually really good form just to get the gap down from 13 to eight points. And then in the space of two games, two defeats, it's gone from that eight points back up to 14 points. So we're further away from the playoffs now than we were when uh, when Nigel Atkins was sacked. And that's it feels harsh because we have played well in that time and, and got a lot of points on the board. But it just, again, further highlights the, the amount we gave ourselves to climb. I mean, one other thing, we, we've spoken about the need for a striker Benji, I mean, it's never easy to go into the transfer window in January, as we know. But in particular in the striking department where we've got two clear first-choice strikers. So anyone we bring in will probably know that they won't get straight into the team. So that might sort of, you know, unless we go out and buy... I saw someone tweet something about like, maybe we should go for someone like Colby Bishop. Unless we go out and really get one of the top strikers in, in League One, you know, we're, we're going to be... We're going to be bringing in someone to be the backup. So they're not necessarily going to be the, the one that changes the season around straight away anyway. It's a difficult scenario because I think if you're Thomas Sangard now, uh, we, well, I think we desperately need these players in early if you really want to push for playoffs. I know you and Tom just spoke there. You think, well, most fans now probably think it's out of sight. And reality, it probably is. But 
are you going to be accepting that? Well, hopefully not, because these players are going to struggle to find motivation if every week you're going, come on, boys, we'll get another win. Well, you know, we can maybe get there and we might be 10 points off, but if you get another win, you might be seven. It's going to, You're going to struggle for motivation there, of course. But look, you look at Jaden Stockley, Connor Washington, if they've got no one in reserve really giving them a go and like making them fight for their place, then again, they're going to, if, if they're having a bad game, they're not looking over their shoulder thinking, oh, well, I, I might, might not play next week if I'm not playing well. So even if it's for this season, for next season, we need to give these new players that might come in in January this long-term plan and say, well, look, you might not be first-choice strikers at the moment, but if you have a couple of good games, you'll be straight in the side and this is our plan for the next couple of years. Because, yeah, I think it's not just... I think I saw Thomas Wright in, uh, in the South London Press, his interview there, where he said we look to get a couple of experienced loans in, but a couple of long-term ideas and don't forget obviously Jaden came in last January as a loan then we signed him permanently um Jaisimi came in last January two players that have been key for us in the last 12 months so you can get some good players um obviously like a Cole Stockton maybe at Morecambe I mean Morecambe really aren't going that anywhere this season so if you're really looking to make a mark there's a I think he's second top goal scorer in the league still so there's someone that could maybe come in probably at a big cost but it depends what you want to do this season if you really want to go for it and give it a good go then the striker is your main place and there's another striker in the league as, as you mentioned Bishop as well so yes it's a hard month but there is there is deals to be done sometimes it takes long but I think if we're to wait to the last week of January and we're getting in a few players then it definitely is too late to even think about playoffs at all. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages then that have come in. James uh, said, I feel genuinely bad for Charlton Live having to do an entire show uh, about the Charlton game. Yeah, it wasn't a classic. I, I remember thinking about half an hour into yesterday's game that we were going to, the main talking point on tonight's show was just going to be the fact that Valley Calf was closed yesterday, which was an absolute disaster. Uh, I desperately needed a fry up yesterday morning after New Year's Eve. Uh, we had to walk all the way down to the Sainsbury's Cafe, the big Sainsbury's. That rubbish, rubbish. So let's let's get the Valley Cafe back open, please. Um, uh, Platty said uh, we could talk for a, an hour on the contents of an empty paper bag, which would be better than talking about Wickham's uh, play uh, yesterday <laughs> enough. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, quite a few people have mentioned in the tweets, Tom, about the, the time wasting and whatnot. I mean, did, did Wickham take it to a different level yesterday or is it just because we lost that we're feeling a bit a bit hard done by by that? No, they took it to another level. My my dad came with us to the game and he's not a not a Charlton fan, um, but he was like absolutely raging at the, the amount of time wasting there was. And, it, for he, and he said it was the referee letting him get away with it. And I think he's right. There were the times that a couple of corners they got late on um, where it was a minute and a half just to set up a corner. And, and he did nothing about it. Same with the goalkeeper. He kind of whispered to him a couple of times to hurry up. But, you know, if you can get away with it and he's not going to be booking you, then you just carry on, don't you? And uh, as I say, I, f I found it frustrating. I know most of the crowd did. And, and you do when you're 1-0 down. If Charlton were doing it, I wouldn't care. And I'd be loving it, as you say, with the Cambridge game as an example. But, uh, yeah, for the referee to let them get away with it as much as he did yesterday, I thought... You know, we could sit here and do a whole show on the standard of League One referee. And as well, uh, I didn't think actually on the whole made too many mistakes in terms of decisions. But just the, the time wasting was just, you've got to nip it in the bud and you've got to call it out early. The throw-ins, the corners, everything was taking 
best part of a minute, if not longer. And when that happens, unfortunately, ball was probably only in play for about 15 minutes in that second half. And so not a lot of time for us to try and get back in the game. So, yeah, for me, it's the referee's fault. Uh, I don't blame the Wickham players at all. They're just doing their job, but referees should have done something about it. Mm, yeah, if we're going to do a referee special show, we'll have to definitely get Terry in for that one, right? Peter says, uh, we missed Stockley. Uh, Wickham's time wasting was epic. Uh, Tone says, it wasn't that bad. There were certainly some positives to take uh, from the performance uh, yesterday. Chotland Boy uh, says, our performance was very poor yesterday. It was a calamity. Team selection was uh, wrong. I uh, was strong, sorry, but I was surprised how bad we were yesterday. Too many sloppy passes. Passes, uh, players were slow when choosing their passes. Midfielders were too high up and we were just uh, forced to play it around the back. Uh, Stephen Reader said, I'm going to be glad uh, when this season is over. I've had a gutful uh, of it. Uh, ben says, uh, poor from us. Uh, really looked like a team that hasn't trained for two weeks. Wickham were there. Uh, we're very good uh, defensively and a scrappy team uh, up top. Uh, hopefully we regroup and get a good week of training, give uh, Milton Keynes a good game uh, in the Pizza Trophy. Yeah, I mean, obviously we haven't really spoke about the fact that we haven't we haven't played much, have we? We've had that two weeks of disruption where, where there will be players who hadn't trained. It sounded like Jonathan Lecker only had one training session, I think Jacko said, Ben. So, I mean, that, that will have played a part in it. Wickham played their first game in 18 days in midweek when they lost to uh, Ipswich and then, and then came back. So, I don't know, you could argue that they're ever so slightly not fresher or, or whatever you want to call it because they'd played more recently. Yeah, you've got to take that into consideration because, I mean, this COVID, these COVID cases have hit every club hard. Um, some players harder than others. Obviously, Connor got it quite bad and we don't really know what other players got it in the last week. Uh, so we missed out on the Wimbledon and Gillingham games. But this obviously going to affect players. They're breathing, um, just not in training for so long. So Jacko doesn't have enough time to build up different formation or change of play against different teams. So, yeah, you've got to take that into consideration as well because obviously the last few home games we played some really good football. Um, and if the players haven't been on the training ground and just even running around or anything like that, then it's going to affect our play as well. So we have to remember that. But of course, every team's in the same situation at the moment. So we've just got to try and grind out results wherever way we can. Lovely stuff. Right, Dan says, uh, I felt that some of the players struggled after COVID. DJ didn't ask for the ball match in the first half and didn't get into the game. Davison was poor again. Pierce had no options and had to dribble into midfield far too often. We all sing Elliot Lee, but he's had no end product uh, recently. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned that in one of the pods like maybe before Christmas, he has, you know, like Elliot Lee, and I do, I, I wouldn't drop him because I think he he does have the ability to sort of conjure up something from nothing, but he hasn't done that for a couple of weeks. So that's some, something that could be improved upon. Uh, Peter Roberts, uh, or Rob says, uh, tough side to beat. Uh, we were just not good enough yesterday. Uh, it was the most disgusting display of uh, gamesmanship from them I've ever seen. He used a different word than gamesmanship, as I'm sure you can fill in the gaps there. Uh, Alan says... Uh, uh, Jaden Stockley was a massive miss uh, second half was better uh, but we lack that clinical edge up top Leco has to start games when he's fit uh, we need a striker as well though don't want to knock young Davison but if you want Battistu to hair you need to be able to play like him he spent 45 minutes trying to keep it away from his face uh, the playoffs are out of reach now Jimmy said it felt very flat from the atmosphere to the football never seen the valley so quiet it was like watching Atkins football again Davison needs a loan spell at league two at the very least uh, if that performance doesn't highlight the need for another striker uh, then I don't know what will Simon says Wickham uh, came and did a job on us they nicked a goal and didn't offer very much else they stopped us playing and killed the game in the last 20 minutes with some terrible time uh, wasting uh, we need to be better off offensively and learn how to win scrappy games Johnny said we seem to have a lot 
uh, of possession, but we can't seem to find an end product. Definitely need some investment in the window. Definitely a striker and maybe a number 10 uh, for off the bench. No real options from the bench to make an impact, uh, which showed uh, yesterday. And then James said, back line and midfield did well. Our attack was toothless. A striker who can give us a stronger rotation when needed is essential. Shrew- uh, Shrewsbury, Plymouth and Wickham beat us in 1-0 uh, in games where we had more possession and just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, that was that was one thing I was thinking about sort of this morning, Tom. Like, for all the disappointment we've suffered, like, was it three defeats in five or six now? Those, those, those Shrewsbury... Uh, we we come obviously yesterday in the Plymouth game before Christmas. Yeah, when the 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 thing you can take from it, obviously when we, when we are down players, we're struggling to to score as many goals. But I, I still think we're reasonably solid. We're not conceding too many goals at the moment, which I guess is is a positive to take. And it does just suggest that as long as we can sharpen up at the other end of the pitch and find that that combo to replace Stockley and Washington if they're not both there, then I, I don't think we're a million miles away from where we need to be. Not at all, no. And goes back to what I said right at the start of the show. I'm not panicking at all. I think that one goal yesterday, it came from our corner, didn't it? And Dobson charged in and lost his man. And then it was Dobson again who got beat down at the other end, unfortunately for him, because I think he's he's been really good recently. But uh, a couple of errors. And that one cross really was the only chance I can think of that they had in that first half. Second half, they got through a couple of times, but the shots were fairly tame into McGivery, who again is part of that back five. So... You know, the fact that they've had a shot doesn't really worry me too much because he's there to make saves. So, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not concerned. I think Jackson has shored things up. We've got a good way of playing. We move the ball nicely. And you have to remember just how bad we were at the start of the season. So, you know, we're not suddenly going to go and win every game 4-0. Whatever Jacko can do in terms of turning turn around the, the work ethic and the formation that suits the players better, you know, we, we've had a poor season on the whole so far. So, you know, I'm not expecting us to go and win every single game to the end of the season and, you know, get into that top two, unfortunately, because that's not the way this season's going. Um, so, yeah, you know, those defeats are a reminder that even under Jacko, we, we're struggling at the moment. But there's been huge improvements over the past few months. Um, and now we just need to kind of temper our expectations, unfortunately, uh, as I say, unless something magical happens. But... I think probably that's what we're going to have to do and accept that we're going to be at best an upper mid-table side this year. Hmm. Right, Michael says that uh, we get shut out too easily and then we have no ideas how to break teams down. Second half, uh, we didn't get enough players into the box when people were getting some balls in. Steve-O said, I think JJ got the lineup wrong. Uh, I don't like to single out uh, players, especially youngsters, but Davison is just not good enough. I would put Burstow in uh, over him. You could see the impact Leko had when he came on in the second half. It changed the game. And the atmosphere, yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, when, when Jacko would have been picking his team, he would have known, uh, which we didn't know until after, that, uh, that Leko uh, hadn't trained a great deal at all because of, of COVID. Uh, and the thing about Mason Burstow, Ben, I think you mentioned it, he's very young to be putting this sort of pressure on. Like, it, I mean, it, it's early days, and we haven't really seen him play for longer than 10, 15 minutes from memory in a, in, in a league game. Um, but, you know, to, to expect someone who we know has ability and who we know will probably go on to do well uh, when, when he gets more experience. To expect him to come and leave the line at this stage in his career might be a tough ask. I mean, it just reminds me of Carlin Ahern Grant as he was at the time. You know, he was rubbish the first, the first two or three seasons, even though we knew as a youth prospect he was a good player. We, d- we just threw him in slightly too early. And that would be my fear about doing that too often with, with Mason Burstow. He's got a couple of goals in, in cup games, but if we become overly reliant on him too early, then it could cause trouble. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, think of Piggott as well. 
we shoved him in too early when we didn't have any other striker options and then he ends up leaving us and then coming through to be a, a good League One striker. Um, and you look at, uh, we had Michael Smith, didn't we, from a young age? Okay, we've nicked him from another team, but then it didn't work out for him. And then he's one of the best strikers in the league now. So it's very hard with strikers because obviously strikers are just looked at for goals. It's not like you're putting in someone like, the likes of Concer and Gomez have come in in the past at centre-back or right-back where the pressure's not on them as much because you're not in the limelight as much. But strikers are in the limelight and if they're not scoring goals, then everyone's on their back. Look at Davison now. I mean, a couple of seasons ago when he burst on the scene in the Championship, scored a goal against West Brom, I think it was, and went, oh, here we go. I've got a new young striker coming through here. He looks good. Now suddenly everyone's on his back and saying he's not good enough, blah, 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 blah. Not, and I'm not saying that will be the case with Mason Burstow, because, as you said, he has got ability. He has scored some really good goals in the cup game, and he looks like he'll be a great prospect for us. But you have to be careful with these young players, especially strikers, because we wouldn't want to ruin that confidence and that raw ability he's got. Um, and look, coming up now, we've got uh, the Pizza Trophy game on Tuesday, on Tuesday. Maybe the Norwich game as well. Chances for him again to show his ability. And I'm sure if he gets a goal in either of those two games and, and plays, then he might get a longer spell on the side. Because if we're not going to bring anyone in that soon, then you're not going to keep playing Josh Davison and ruin his confidence if he's still not scoring goals or his touch is not on. So it will be interesting to see because, as you said, he is he is a good player, he's a good prospect, but you just don't want to give him like a whole half yesterday and get bullied off the ball and then doesn't have many shots of goal or anything like that. And then his confidence mm. then goes down. You want to keep instilling in that little bit of confidence he's got in him at the moment. Yeah, right. Uh, one last tweet we're going to get to. Apologies if we don't get to yours because we've had loads uh, today. Obviously, everyone's... Uh... Uh, been been missing us. Uh, Big Tone says it wasn't uh, that bad as people were making out. We created chances and were pretty solid at the back except for the goal. However, we need reinforcements up front and other attacking options to come off the bench. How about Lyle Taylor? Forrest have just signed another striker. Uh, what way to get banned from the show, Big Tone? But there you go. You're no longer allowed to tweet in uh, because you suggested we <laughs> sign Lyle Taylor. Right. Uh, let's delve into the fans bar. Ben very kindly went into the fans bar uh, after yesterday's game to ask for some of the uh, supporters' views on yesterday's uh, defeat against Wickham. Well, Ben, I think all we can say, it was a bad day at the office. One of them, one of them games, uh, strike it off, move on to the next. Uh, if anything, it proved how much we missed Jaden. Uh, up front, there was really nothing. Uh, midfield, I thought, created a bit, but when it came to the final ball, it just wasn't there. Can't play well. Uh, didn't deserve to lose. I don't think the ball fell from at all when you know in the box. Yeah, like I said, they, they played well, put a solid performance in, just didn't fall from. I thought they were a better side at the two teams. A little bit gutted, mate. To be honest, a little bit lacklustre, wasn't it? Um, reminded me a little bit of the Plymouth game. I sort of hoped that the Plymouth game was like the team being ravaged with COVID, but uh, I think a draw would have been fair today. I don't think we necessarily done enough to win it, but yeah, one in very things. flat. Um, a lot of receiving the ball like back to the goal first half was woeful very woeful um, the main difference was Sam Vokes today for them we didn't have a player like that in our team um, that was real the main difference in the, two, in, the, in the two teams and the amount of time wasting from Wickham was ridiculous uh, that's the most frustrating thing but I suppose when you're winning 
that's what you're going to do. You're going to time waste. Um, we'd do the same thing. Um, at the end of the day, we weren't good enough today. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty even game, really. Um, I thought that, um, you know, we had some good chances, but we, we desperately, desperately missed Stockley up front. Massively. You know, I, I, I'm not sure that um, Davison, I don't know, he, he tries hard, but he do not quite hold the ball up enough for me. Uh, I thought the ref was absolute. I don't know, I, I won't swear, <laughs> but I thought the ref was um, pretty poor. Yeah, I thought, we had, I thought we had a good shot for a penalty. Um, and I, I just thought, generally speaking, I thought I didn't think it was a bad performance. Um, we just lacked a little bit of when we got in front of the goal. Uh, onwards and upwards. January transfer windows just opened. If you could pick an uh, area where you think we should improve on, where would you think we should improve on? Well, as I've already said, I think, you know, with, with Jaden out, we haven't got any real good cover for him. I thought Josh Davison today didn't take his opportunity. He was given the opportunity, didn't take it, and maybe that shows the weakness in the squad. Yeah, I would say a striker definitely need to replace, you know, because they haven't replaced the Nikkei. Um, last season definitely I'd like to think that perhaps in the uh, January transfer window I know Sangard has said we're only probably going to get one player in I'd like someone to maybe try and strengthen that spine possibly another replacement for Stockley because I do feel like whenever we've not got Stockley we do look a little bit impotent up front we need probably another centre forward we need a creative midfielder like you know to help Elliot Lee in there because he's you know he's gone a bit quiet the last few weeks um, and obviously, with our with our history of our centre backs getting injured quite a lot, I think we probably need a, another couple of defenders. There you go, Ben. Uh, cheers for that. Packed fans bar yesterday, and some uh, some interesting stuff. It was really mixed, actually, wasn't it, Ben? Like everyone you, you spoke to, I think I've really seen in the tweets coming in. I think a lot of people taking some of the positives from it it wasn't the worst it certainly wasn't the worst performance of the season by any stretch but it was a bit a bit flat and then but some people were hugely disappointed and thought it was very bad so a, a good mixture really uh from from yesterday's game right let's have a look at a, a couple of the emails that have come in as, as well before the end of the show um uh, this one comes from phil uh, says hi guys i wasn't at the game uh, as I'm uh, spending the new year down in the West Country. Uh, but I followed on Twitter and listened to everyone's uh, comments. This season is done regarding the playoffs. It's time to clear the deadwood, uh, bringing a couple of decent starters, including a striker, perhaps also a loan or two, which could be turned into permanent signings. Jacko's manager bounce is done. Uh, now it's time for Sangard to back his man. Yes, uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do do in, um, in, in the transfer window. Certainly, Tony says, Hi, gents. Uh, firstly, I hope you're all safe and well. Yeah, we're all fine. Thanks, Tony. I hope you are too. Uh, I didn't think it was the worst game. Davison isn't good enough. Uh, we need Stockley back. Uh, we need a Stockley backup though as well. Fort Pierce was good again, uh, but they managed the game well. It was annoying, but they managed it well. Fort, uh, the centre half looked brilliant for Reno. He looked uh, like a good player in the making for us. We just need to plug away. If we can stick a few wins uh, on the bounce together, we could see the end of season uh, open up for us. Uh, we'd like to see players tied down quickly in a striker and a left back uh, competition for Purrington. Uh, because Soiree isn't up for it. That's from Tony in Ultim. Cheers. Tony McSquared said, New Year, same old problem. Yesterday's result is further proof, if any, were needed that we're desperately short of firepower. Um, I, uh, we still generally look solid and pretty sound defensively, but if either Washington or Stockley are missing, as happened in the last two matches, it's patently clear 
we're going to struggle in front of goal. The pair up, uh, the pair have built up a great partnership, but like uh, they now seem to rely on one each, uh, one another to play at their absolute best. Davison and Leko aren't up to the task. Uh, we need to get some backup options as soon as possible while we'll still have a faint hope of reaching the playoffs. Otherwise, our season is just likely to fizzle out. Davison will probably benefit from being loaned out to a League Two club, but before that can happen, we need some decent cover. Let's hope for some new bodies in the transfer window. That is one interesting point, Tom. I mean... Do, do we need to ask some question of either Jaden or Connor as to why they can't seem to do it without their partner? Is it just because they do work so well together and, and these are how partnerships often go at the, at, at the top end of a pitch? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I think they've just struck up a, a very good uh, balance in, in the way that they play um, because Connor does a, a lot of running, uh, likes to sort of drift out wide into into those areas and Jaden sort of stays on the whole, between the width of the penalty area. Um, not necessarily a target man, as we've said plenty of times, prefer him getting the ball to his feet. Um, but they just seem to link up very well, whereas you bring somebody else in and, and they play a slightly different way. Uh, that's the same, again, going back to, to Ronnie Schwartz, who I didn't think I was going to be mentioning twice in one show, but he was very much a kind of poacher on the edge of the six-yard box. Getting more or... minutes on the pod than he was on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Uh, from what little we saw of him anyway, that was purportedly the type of striker he was supposed to be, which is why he didn't really work out because we didn't really play to to that sort of striker. So, yeah, look, I don't think you can criticise them necessarily. Um, I think the fact that they have got that partnership is a good thing. Um, and unfortunately, if those other strikers coming in aren't up to the level, then then that's why we're not scoring the goals. I think the the email is a good point. I don't think it's necessarily their fault that one of them can't play without the other because I think when you're bringing in someone like a Josh Davison, they're not up to that level. It's as simple as that. If we had a third striker who was at that level, they probably would be able to rotate a lot more easily. So, um, yeah, and, and again, as he said, Leko hasn't hasn't quite hit those heights yet, although I thought he sort of tried tried a, a little bit yesterday, certainly improved the pace up there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a difficult one, but it goes back to what we said right at the start. We need a, another striker at that level, really. Yeah. Madness. When we started recording this pod 39 minutes ago, um, uh, and, and uh, during which Benji has slagged off Morecambe and said they're going absolutely nowhere, they've come from 3-0 down. <laughs> they were 3-0 down at the start of the pod. They're 4-3 up now at home to Doncaster. Uh, so I hope you, I hope you feel I hope you feel bad about that, Ben. Uh, right, next, uh, next tweet comes in from Phil. Hi, guys. Uh, most disappointed I've been this season, not because we played badly. I don't think that's the case. Uh, admittedly, we didn't create enough good chances. Uh, we don't have players willing to take a shot uh, without creating the perfect position. Uh, the disappointment was that Wickham came uh, with intent on playing no football, their only tactic being to hoof it long and hope. They made zero attempts to make a fair challenge, pulling our players back at every opportunity or taking them out off the ball with the referee taking no action for any of the above actions. Uh, then I have never seen a team allowed to time waste for so much as the game uh, without so much as a word from the officials. Uh, one of their players refusing to pick the ball up when he was at his feet for a throw when someone had it to him, he dropped it. Uh, then he waited ages again for it to be picked up and handed to him before starting the process of stealing around 10 yards in several short moves before finally taking the throw. Again, the referee failed to take any action against such a blatant time wasting uh, I obviously don't like to see us lose but when the opposition play better football I accept that but they only really came to spoil the game by cheating and fouling their way to the final whistle it really annoys me happy new year let's hope for some better things to come in the coming weeks that's from Phil cheers Phil and then Jack says hi chaps happy new year happy new year to you as well Jack uh, yesterday wasn't our best performance and we can all see that we need to bring some bodies through the door this January uh, Stockers missing did make a difference up top Davison really needs a loan to maybe another league uh, club uh, top end league two 
uh, bottom end of League One just to build his confidence up uh, as we do have a player in there somewhere and the criticism he gets is a bit harsh. Hopefully Thomas uh, backs Jacko and gives him what he needs. I think the playoffs are still in reach if we have a good run. And then finally, Carl says, an afternoon of real frustration uh, where the lack of real quality in the overall squad is evident. I thought DJ uh, had another off day and it was 45 minutes to forget for Josh Davison. All of the others I felt had decent games. We just lacked the real cutting edge when it came to the final third. We did work the ball a number of times into similar positions to where their goal came from, but we didn't have the ability to pick out a man in the middle. In the second half, they invited us on. We couldn't break them down, though, uh, from the edge of the box. We continued to run across the box rather than try to be a little bit more assertive and risky. If teams are going to sink back against us, we need a plan for how we can test their keeper. Uh, we didn't have that yesterday or at Plymouth. We obviously missed Jaden, uh, as did Connor last time out, but we need uh, Lee and Gilby to step up to get us goals from midfield. We're too reliant on our front too. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, that's come up uh, quite a lot. And, and yeah, the Carl did add, it'd be interesting to see uh, what the striker options are going to be in ja- uh, in January and how Jacko looks and how he sells Charlton to those who from the outside will be thinking that their minutes could be limited uh, with Jaden and Connor. Yeah, that's, a, that's reiterated what we said earlier. That's a really good point. But yeah, I mean, mid- midfielder goals, we haven't seen enough, basically, unfortunately. Um, ben, that, that, that that's definitely fair to say. Yeah, massively. I was thinking about that off air a minute ago. You look at, well, we were only saying the other week we thought Gilby and Lee just needed a goal, each of them, just to kick them on a bit. But since Gilby scored, he hasn't had many shots. Uh, I thought Elliot Lee's distribution was poor yesterday from set pieces as well. So maybe, again, a bit of competition for places for them might give them a kick up the bum because... I mean, Harry Arter doesn't get on the bench. Will we cut his loan short and try and bring in someone else? Watson, Morgan haven't been playing well enough in cup games to get in the team. Jarsimi, Leko, have they contributed enough goals? No, not really. So, yeah, that is a, another bit. You can't just uh, rely on Connor and Jaden to get the goals. You need to contribute all over the pitch. And other than Ben Purrington, not many other players have. Excellent stuff. Right, we're coming towards the, the end of the pod. Um, obviously, we've got the Papa John's game pizza trophy coming up on Tuesday night at home to Milton Keynes. Make sure you get down there to see us uh, continue on our march towards Wembley and the the only viable competition that we've got to, to win um, this season. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. Just a quick shout out as well for Alan Tyler. Uh, missed yesterday's game is recovering from minor surgery at home hope you're well uh, Alan I did wonder why he didn't come and say hello you normally do uh, before a game but there we go hope you feel better soon uh, right um, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with a big match preview look ahead to next Sunday's cup game against Norwich looking forward to that one uh, we shall speak to you guys then thank you for joining me Tom and Ben cheers mate cheers guys I'm Louis Mendes thanks for listening to Charlton Live we'll see you again on Thursday
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.